Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mirror Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle David. If you didn't know, well, now you know. Today, I'm with my boy, Kyle Aaron. We share a name, so you know this one's about to be special. Kyle and Kyle. Kyle Aaron, Kyle David. We finally linked up. Uh, I had lunch with you a couple weeks back and just Mm -hmm. connected on a real level. Dope dude. I'm excited to get into this, but I won't take up too much time. Kyle, thanks for being here, first of all, man. Yeah, man. it's It's a privilege, Kyle. Uh, we have more than more in common than just our first names, That's um, a fact. as I'm sure we'll get into over the next, you know, however many minutes on this podcast. That's a fact. Well, bro, I'm going to kind of hand the mic to you. Give us, like I said, like the five, seven minute rundown of like who you are, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Who yep. are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was born uh, actually in Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado. And uh, even the kind of the way I tell my story is uh, the Lord was like that that psalm of where the, the lord knits us together in our mother's womb uh that that's like actually my life um because my mom uh, she didn't know she was pregnant um and so, until she went into labor um and and i was born healthy um and it's honestly a praise to the lord for that and so i was born in colorado and uh we moved ended up moving out to california uh, when i was about four i grew up there and Grew up in a time where it still like when your first instinct in trying to find community was to go to to go to a church, um, and so that's where I met a lot of my childhood friends. Uh, but church was not, and the Lord was not what defined my life really for the first eighteen, nineteen years of my life. Um, it was just other people's acceptance. Like I was, I was living to make other people happy, and that that made me happy. Um, and for short spurts of times, and that played itself out through me playing sports, getting really good grades in school, um, and trying to pursue just a whole bunch of other things that I, I liked and I enjoyed and I was good at. But um, it, I think at the end of the day, my ultimate end was other people's approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything I did was a means to that end. <clears throat> and and that ended up actually leading me to get to San Diego State. Um, got to San Diego State in 2014. Uh, and I was just there literally with the same MO, just wanted people to like me. And San Diego State, it's an awesome school. Uh, they, 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 they do a lot of really cool things. And so I just threw myself at everything that San Diego State had to offer. Uh, and as I was doing that, uh, I ended up going to a few student organization meetings. And as we're in those meetings, a guy stood up and was like, hey, we want to feed y'all dinner and we want to talk a little bit about Jesus. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I looked at my friends and they're like, I was like, man, y'all going to this? Nah, nah. Uh, but it was, it was crazy because I didn't end up going. But then a couple weeks later, we're playing intramural football and uh, we beat a team. And the captain from that team comes up to me afterwards. He's like, hey, have you heard of these house dinners that we're doing? And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And he was like, man, you should pull up. And I was like, okay, end up going. And for the first time that I can consciously remember in my life, I got to hear that we can have a relationship with the God of the universe not based on our own works, but based on the works of Jesus. And that that was mind-blowing to me because up until that point, like I said, everything was on me. It's like everything that I do, everything that I earn, everything I obtain is all based on what I do and my works. And so to hear that I can have a relationship with the guy, I mean, I'm in San Diego, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I'm getting to see the ocean, I'm getting to see beautiful sunsets, sunrises, uh, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, the guy who created all of these things wants a relationship with me and he's made a way for that to happen. That was, that was intriguing to say the least. Mm-hmm. And so over the course of my freshman year of college, uh, I got to meet up with a guy 
um, who's on staff with, with a ministry, and we just read the Bible together um, every week. And as as that process happened, uh, God began to do a work in my heart, and he, he, God ended up saving me um, the summer of 2015. And that was when I became a wow. Christian. Um, and that changed the trajectory of my life forever because no longer was I living for the approval of others. I was living out of the approval of, of my creator. So, um, and, and that just changed, that changed everything. It changed the way I wanted, what I wanted to do with my life, changed the, changed the way I wanted to make friends, changed the, uh, the, the girl and women that I wanted to date, um, ended up dating a girl, <clears throat> beautiful woman. And uh, we ended up getting married 2018 and, um, just I married up in every area that I could. <laughs> and we're just getting now, um, I'm getting to be on staff with the college ministry. I'm getting to build laborers on the college campus. Um, to see the world changed and we have a little daughter uh she's about a year old and uh it's it's a joy man so that that's a little bit of my story um really just the story of god pursuing me even before i was born um and calling me to himself and now i'm just getting to enjoy him and worship so come on that's my life excited that's you have such a great story i uh i want to double click into something i didn't know this and this is very curious to me you said yep. your mother did not know she was pregnant until she had you. That's right, man. That's right. So, How yeah, it work? was crazy. Well, did you ever growing up? Did you ever hear the TV show? Um, I didn't know I was pregnant. No. So it was, it was an MTV show. You should look it up. Um, but basically, oh, of course, it's like, MTV it, had that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a rare thing, but it's not uh-huh. like it. It obviously, you know, it's like most people know they're pregnant when they have a baby inside of them, but yeah, I was actually growing kind of closer to my mom's back rather rather than in in the front and so so as i was going more towards her back that that caused um her like basically to be a hidden pregnancy Mm -hmm. and so my mom she just she went into a lot of pain the day i was born um and she was kind of coming off a pretty traumatic thing that happened in her life a month Mm -hmm. prior to my birth and so she thought it was just something that was going on there Mm-hmm. Um, but she ended up getting to the doctors and the doctor's like, Hey, you're having a baby. Uh, <laughs> the, the hospital, the hospital that I was at actually didn't have like an OBGYN. They didn't, they didn't have that department at the because my mom didn't know she was pregnant. So they just yeah. got her, they just got her to the closest hospital. Um, and they're like, all right, we're going to transport you. But my grandma, uh, she was like, Hey, no, you make sure my daughter's safe. So you're not, you're not taking her anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so they had to fly, like basically bring an OBGYN in and mm. then end up being born, man. And so, Bro, uh, wild. yeah, so it was, it was pretty crazy. Just even coming into the world. That was, <laughs> that, that was, that that was <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, that does make sense how you were not uh, protruding out front because you were coming in the back. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, uh, yeah, so and then uh, we're just going to flow with this. So when yeah. you're at, so you're, when you were going to San Diego state at the beginning, you were not a believer, correct? No, no, I wasn't a Christian. Mm-mm. Had you ever been exposed to Christianity? Yeah. Um, I think I said like when we moved to California from Colorado, um, back then it was, you know, mm-hmm. early two thousands, it was still the way you found community. Like there wasn't CrossFit. There wasn't oh, right. big, you know what I mean? I was, I was too young for youth sports at the time. So mm-hmm. it was like at that time, and that Facebook wasn't a thing yet. And so it was like to find friends. I think most adults would be like, Hey, I'm going to find friends by going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my parents, they, they ended up finding a, a local church to be All a right. part of. 
And so I had heard, I had heard about God, been exposed to the Bible. Um, but it's shortly, I mean, by the time I got to middle school, like sports ran our life. So mm-hmm. that's all we did. And so for me, the way I viewed God was that he was a, he, he was a kind of like a drill sergeant genie in the bottle. Mm. Um, so it was like, he was a drill sergeant and then I had to follow all these rules that I didn't want to follow. So right. I was, okay. I'm off there, but he was a genie in a bottle. So he could give me whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So it was like, man, if I, if there was a test I hadn't studied for, uh, God, I really need an A or if I was about to play a sport, it was like, God, please don't let me hurt my ACL. Like, I don't want to get injured. That, that was my view of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of that, that was my exposure. The, the church I went to, even now, as I look back on my life, I mean, there was a lot of really good gospel seeds that were planted mm-hmm. um, that now I'm kind of like more reaping off of the now. But at mm-hmm. the time, it was just, I, mean, my, I was blinded, had eyes, but couldn't see and ears, but couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my heart was stone. So mm-hmm. that was kind so of that. that. Uh, what you said there about the seeds being planted, that's super encouraging <laughs> because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times Christians or churches, my dad's a pastor, pastors can feel like, man, what I'm doing isn't working. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I have conversations mm-hmm. with my dad frequently where there's times where he's like, I'm, I feel like I'm feeding the flock, but yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if they're eating what I'm feeding. Right. I don't know yeah. if it's actually being applied daily or if they're just showing back up every six days. Yep. Yep. But that's encouraging. I'm actually going to share that, that with him that like, you never yeah. know what the seeds are going to do down the road when someone again, right? Like you plant the seeds, God waters them and he'll bring people yep. into your life to be the sunlight, to be the water. That's right. To grow those seeds. That's super encouraging to hear. I think people need to hear that more. Uh, yeah. It's cool that you have that awareness too, that there were seeds being planted way back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it, we, you know, we get to read in the scriptures, whether it's in Ephesians, Rome, like the whole New Testament is kind of talking about before the foundation of the earth, God chose us. Like mm-hmm. we have a, we have a big God. Um, and when, when he wants us, he's going to get us. Um, and, and and he, and he, and he pursues us, you know what I mean? And and it's like, we, we, we don't, we're not on the same playing field as God. Um, God's not like us. He's different than us. Um, and so our perspective is way, way different, um, than the Lord. And so it's just been cool to be able to look back at man, God, you're so good. Uh, Mm -hmm. even, even when I was not, I had, I wanted nothing to do with, with you. You still were just, all right, you're my, you're my kid. I love you. I'm coming after you, you know, and kind of how our, you know, in a good, I think healthy home, that's, that's how parents are. They, mm-hmm. they, they continue to pursue their kids um, in a way that models the way that God pursues his children. Right. Unconditional. That's, that's right. Bro. I always think for my own story, like I think back cause to when I think, you know, a little bit of my story and a lot of the people yep. that listen to, uh, you know, I went, went rogue right pastor's yep. kid went rogue at 18 drugs sex all of it partying yeah wanted you know wanted to live my own life my parents never stopped pursuing me always mm-hmm. with love with mm-hmm. challenge but mm-hmm. never stopped pursuing me and it's honestly it's helped me understand the love of god a lot because i process mm-hmm. with my Amen. dad and mm-hmm. been able to encourage him and be like hey you've helped me see the love of christ by the way that you didn't give up on me Mm. And it's because he loves the Lord. And so he tried to replicate that. And it's just like, yeah. 
that's what it is, right? It's not, perfect. yeah, and it's not perfection. My dad's not, perfect, yeah, right. That's right. But that's he right. Sued me and pursued me and never quit. And yep. so that's why I'm alive today, right? Because of God's yep. goodness in mm. other people. Yeah, now, I'm curious, yeah. like, uh, when you when this guy is like, hey, we're gonna go talk about Jesus, and have you heard of it? And you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, why did you? Were you opposed to that? Or it sounds like you weren't because you kind of had a. a was your was your desire at first like I'm gonna go hear about Jesus or you're like ah uh, there's free food I'm in college it, yeah free free food <laughs> um, and and I had heard multiple people invite like multiple people invited me oh, okay. um, and so then so hmm. that was kind of the big thing is like there were multiple people inviting me and and yeah I mean I was away from home for about a month I think almost a month at that point and so it was like man I haven't had a home cooked meal in a while and so the, the food. The, the, the food was the bait um and, and then it, you. and then jesus was the hook so Ooh. um so yeah yeah so that, that's how that that's how that happened they hooked you now you're yep. a pretty good athlete right like talk about that a little bit yeah i mean i mean i, I was okay um my, my the school i went to had a lot of really good athletes so mm-hmm. i kind of grew up around a lot of d1 d1 guys mm-hmm. um and so for me i was like oh, i'm okay so i don't i mean I played sports, played football, basketball, baseball, dropped baseball once I got to high school. Um, but then, yeah, you know, I, I got to play, started, um, but I wasn't good enough to go to a big school. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I, re- I really wanted to go to a big school um, my whole life. And so I uh, ended up being like, hey, I've, I have good grades, so I'm going to use those grades to go down to San Diego State. And so, but I, I mean, I still play basketball today. Um, so I'm still on the intramural football field and intramural basketball court, um, with, with college students every, every year and balling them up. Trying, man. Trying. Why did you, uh, why did you decide like, I'm going to commit my life to serving college kids? Like Mm -hmm. uh, you could still be a believer and go do anything. Right. And like, absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, my, I have two questions there. Why did you choose, like, I'm going to commit my life to serving college kids, at least in this season. And then two, was it hard when you look out in the world and they're like, you're like, there's so many enticing things, right? Like I go get, mm-hmm. I can be a believer and still go make a bunch of money or build a business. Yep. Or do, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Was that tough? Um, so first why college students, I think that then leads into um, the second question. I, I think uh, college students are college students today are the leaders of our world tomorrow. Um, That's a fact. And so, you know, I mean, the people who are in college now, those people are going to be the teachers in five years. Those people are going to be the lawyers, the doctors, uh, you know, the the business owners, the business leaders, you, you know, the engineers, project managers, all those things like that, yeah. that 18 to 25 range. I mean, you, you know, anyone who's lived past 18, you know, those, those four to seven years of your life are some of the most uh, transformational times in your life. Uh, re- regardless of what you're pursuing or what you're trying to do, that you're so much development happens there. And <clears throat> so, why college students? I just think that that's the reason. I was like, man, it, you, we just get to interact with college students at such a critical time in their life. Um, and uh, and then that then that leads, I think, to the second one. Uh, was it hard, man? Honestly. I think I, I was just so convinced of this vision and I wanted this. I, I still, to this day, I, I want to see God change. I want to see the world renewed. I mean, I, I want to see, um, 
the the kingdom on, on earth as is in heaven. And, and I do I do believe that as as we get to invest in a few, um, many people will be impacted for the sake of the gospel. And I've always had a desire to teach and, and coach and do like I got involved in that type of stuff when I was in middle school, high school age. And mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and so that's kind of just been part of part of my passions my whole life. And so I'm like, man, if I could coach and equip and uh, teach college students the you know kind of give them the answer helps tell them the story and help them live be a part of this story uh, that God's writing uh, then they're going to go out and there's going to be you know what I mean like there, there's just going to be like there's going to be a lot of people who are out there living for for God's glory and so it wasn't I think I was just so laser focused when I was 22 really probably 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this, this is what I want to do. And I, I don't, I don't want to do anything else um, except invest in the lives of college students and l- launch them out into the world and just get to see, see God's glory multiplied and ev- everywhere they're going. And so that's kind of, that's kind of why and why, why college students and what, what kind of made me, or was it hard? Not, not really. You were honed in. Yeah. 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 That, and that's kind of my personality. Like when mm-hmm. I get focused in on something, like we just built a pizza oven in our backyard. Nice. Um, and it was like, dude, I want to do this. So I'm whatever it takes that like, I'm going to, we're, we're going to make it happen. And so my uncle flew out, we get, we started working, cut a tree down, laid some concrete Dang. and then started building the pizza. oven. So, so we're doing the whole um, thing. Chop the yeah. trees down. Tell yeah. the neighbors it's on. Yeah, yeah. We had, we asked <laughs> we, we we got somebody to cut the tree down because it was kind of okay, tall. Fair. But That's but then fair. we er, everything else. I mean, we we were out there, man, and it was and we're in that Texas heat. So yeah. Um. So, anyways, talk about it. Let's go. Yeah, bro. So, uh, what I guess I would ask is, what are you seeing? Like, you're on the front lines, right? You're with these people. Yeah. I think about that all yeah. the time, right? Like, that wasn't my call, but I do think a lot about the next generation and the, even the kids that are in junior high, high school, like mm-hmm. they're the, right. This, our future leaders, us, our lifetime, yeah. we're going to be led by these people. Right. Yep, That's right. That's what right. are you seeing out there that you're like, man, this is, this is exciting. But also what are you saying that you're like, man, the enemy is having a heyday here with these kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. First what's exciting. Um, the, these, these people, are, they're just really good learners. Um, I mean, think about it. It's like they're like, I have a friend, he's a student right now. And it's like, he ended up like, he started learning how to take videos of call of duty. Um, and like people playing call of duty and doing that, uh, learned how to do that, got really good at it. And is, and is now he got hired by one of the best video game teams, uh, in, in, in the country. And so, and, and it is now getting to travel with that video game team. Uh, all over whenever they have like tournaments and stuff like that he gets invited to go with them and so you think about it's like he learned that like Mm -hmm. he and he was hungry to learn he wanted to learn it and all all, he's learning that in his in his off time Mm -hmm. like he's still going to school he's getting a degree he's doing awesome things i think one thing is that students are are like the college students today middle school like they're learning at such a fast pace Mm -hmm. um and i think what's also What's also exciting um, is students, like people today, just really have a real deep burden for the marginalized um, mm-hmm. and and the people who maybe have less than them. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's just a bit, and part of that's because they've been exposed to that from just an early age. Mm-hmm. Um, they've 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 been exposed to the iPhone and social media and uh, the globalization of the world mm-hmm. that they can see that they can see what's going on in our world and they can see the people hurting and the people you know who who don't have what they have and and they want to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, yeah, so I think that that's the big thing. And and so those are two things: they're learners and they they really care for other people um, in a in a in a cool way. And then what where I think the enemy is kind of maybe getting his way for a temporary time. Cause we know it's sure. not forever um, yeah. is he like the idea of identity mm. um, and, and where people are like people just, they're trying to, we were talking about it in church the other day. Um, but like people are trying to earn their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're trying to make it known who they are as a way to earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they, and, and that idea even, and I think also clouding, so identity, and then also clouding the Christian influence that has been on the Western world. Hmm. Um, so like I said, like that care for other people is like, we, we take that, I think in a lot of ways, we take that for granted in 2022. Uh, whereas if you go back a few hundred years uh, and maybe even early, like after that, you know what I mean? Is like, it was, it was normal for homeless people to just not be taken care of. It was normal for um, orphans to just be left out. It was normal for, uh, for widows and for uh, single, single moms to just not be cared for. Like that was a normal aspect of society. Mm -hmm. Um, But now what we're seeing is this real care. And I think a right care for the equality of all people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but we're, we're not attributing that to the, the Christian faith and how that shapes that this literally shaped generations and, but we're, we're that's clouded. People mm-hmm. aren't aware of that for many reasons. And, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think we could, we could, that could probably be a whole podcast and maybe get some historian to come on later, but that I'm in. Be, because of, because of certain things that we have done as a church, people that's not like that's been clouded. And yep. so I think in some ways uh, the, the enemy is using Satan is using that for the world's advantage of, mm-hmm. Like, hey, no, don't don't think that Christians have had a big influence. Just look at the Christians on the news and on your Twitter feeds and the the thing. You know what I mean? And, yeah, totally. And, and so it's like, and let's wipe out two thousand years of church history, mm-hmm. uh, and just look like let's just look at the last hundred years of, of Christianity lived in the yep. United States of America. Yeah. Um, not even global. You know what I mean? It's like let's just let's yeah. focus on this one little piece of the church and wipe out everything else. Right. Um, and so I think that's, that's something students don't know, like they're, mm-hmm. and they're not. And for what's interesting is college students today are not coming into college with a, with a, a paradigm. They're not living, living out their story with a paradigm thinking about God. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they might be thinking about spirituality, like, Oh, something's out there. And, and, and that's probably on a, a good day. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like, people do not, they're not being exposed to Christianity. They're not being exposed to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell you some, like, you know, some people are thinking that Moses is a Greek God um, or they're thinking about, and John, yeah. They think <laughs> about, and that's like real life, man. That's, that's on the tough. college campus. And then, or like when you're reading John one, they're asking uh, when we're talking about the, the word and the word became flesh. So man, who is who are you talking about there? Like I've had people say, Oh, are we talking about the devil? 
Like that's they nope. they don't even they don't even have a paradigm uh, yeah. for the for the scriptures and that that's new. That's I think when when you and I were probably growing up and coming up to be eighteen, it's like you could assume the person next to you had had some exposure to the Bible. Yeah. Um, and but that's not the case. Like, you can't assume that anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's Dang. that's an that's an interesting. Point. I think that's cool though. I think to go back to the positive stuff about like them being learners and yeah i totally agree like i've seen uh, a generation that really has deep hearts for each other which is Mm -hmm. encouraging because it's like Mm -hmm. it's the pendulum swing right one generation goes way this way and the next generation goes way this way yep these past generations have got so focused on the american dream and individualism yep it's cool to see people being like, no, 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 we need to live in community. People matter. Yeah. Other people matter. Yeah. The downtrodden right. people matter. The people in need matter. This guy with the sign matters. Yep, right? that's right. That's right. And it makes sense that they're all learners. Do you think it's because there's so much information now in their fingertips? Yes, absolutely. I mean, people are exposed to more information on a daily basis than they know what to do with. It's yeah, like, yeah. Whether you're on Twitter instagram tiktok facebook which most people probably aren't even on facebook anymore but uh but it's like there's so much just that's just being thrown at them mm-hmm. that they have to learn at a very fast pace yeah. and the stuff that's being thrown at them is 15 second little snippets and stuff yeah so and and then we will lead you to youtube which yeah. is you know what i mean if you wanted yeah. to learn more mm-hmm. so yeah it's like they're being exposed to more mm-hmm. and they're more information being thrown at them and that therefore they're forced to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's, it's it's great. It's like the blessing and the curse of social media or the internet. It's like if you yeah. use it right, it's a powerful tool. And if that's you right. use it correctly, still a powerful tool. That's right. That's right. right. That's right, man. Yes, sir. What do you yep. think about like, you kind of mentioned a little bit like the role of the church or where we've missed it as me and my dad talk about this a lot. I told you he's a mm. pastor. Um, yep. And he's really trying to shift his paradigm too. Being like, are we discipling people well? Are we equipping mm-hmm. people well to live it out, or are we just mm-hmm. feeding people encouragement every six days? What What are your thoughts on that? I'd be curious to hear what you think about that. Yeah, um, I think yeah, like I have an interesting view because I, you know, like I said, I grew up a little bit in the church and went away from the church, then got involved with a pretty uh, discipleship focused, uh, like that, that's what our ministry focuses in on is is discipleship, life on life, equip people to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting now that I've met some more people who have grown up in the church and even, even as I've like, you know, been able to take some seminary classes, um, just learning, I think, um, where what's begun to happen, at least in America, um, is a big reliance on the Sunday gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super, it's crucial, right, right. To, to, to a believer's life is to gather with other believers, be reminded of who we are, whose we mm-hmm. are, where we're going. We need that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's kind of been, that's been the primary focus, mm-hmm. um, which I think in some ways goes back to, you know, the second great awakening in, in the States of you go and hear a preacher preach um, and you're just hearing him proclaim the word. And, and in some ways it, it it's, um, we've just become a little bit stagnant, I think as a church, because there's been some really, it's been really cool the way God's raised up some really gifted speakers mm-hmm. um, and their, their ability to exhort the God's people and, and to pull out things from the scriptures has been really cool. But in the same way, when you have that reliance on one person, 
then it, it is kind of that, you know, hey, hey man, instead of being like, hey, can I can I share something about with you about Jesus? It's mm-hmm. dude, you really gotta come to this to my church and hear my pastor. He's so gifted, he's amazing, and, mm-hmm. which isn't wrong, but you know what I mean? It's, they're not wrong in saying that. Right. But it's like when you're not when you're not feeling equipped to be able to be the to be the church, mm-hmm. uh, then that that's that that can we can run into some problems there. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I think in some ways, again, this is probably just my seminary back like experience. I think we've kind of um not included as much church history in in our churches mm-hmm. as we can. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've kind of gotten away from that. Um, and in doing so, it, it's kind of hollowed out um, our, our faith a little bit. Um, and and in some way, even the way that we were talking earlier with this generation, focusing in on the this current moment we're in with the church, at least in the last 200 years since America, mm-hmm. you know, came to be. Mm-hmm. When when that's your only scope of church history, you're going to have a lot of yeah. blind spots. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna you're gonna miss a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then take, and then equal in, you're relying on a speaker rather than the word of God, uh, that, that also is going to stunt your growth as a believer. So, totally. um, so yeah, I think those are some ways that mm-hmm. we're that reliance on the speaker, which again, we kind of inherited with this generation. Um, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It led to that. It wasn't like, we're the first people to do that. Right. Um, but then also, um, kind of cutting out a lot of church history not relying on that uh is it, it well like, hey let's move away from that and let's be relevant mm-hmm. Let, let's be relevant for our current culture who cares about the old stuff that's just old stuff we don't need it mm-hmm. um that i think in some ways that hollows out our our faith so totally agree yeah. yeah my uh my dad is focused a lot on being involved in disciple making movements. You've heard of disciple making mm-hmm. movements. They're happening all over yeah. the world. It's not just yeah. like you said, it's not America. They're actually yeah. crushing it in other countries. And so like That's you right. said, right. disciple making, we think like America's the hub of Christianity, which is not yeah. accurate. But he's yeah. like he's like all the people he's talking to in like a lot of these missions organizations and overseas orgs. Mm-hmm. Disciple making is actually going to be coming to America because they're already doing it really well in other countries where they are forced to or that's, that's right. the that the church it, there's not uh, tabernacles or buildings every corner you can just go visit. It's like, yo, we got right. like you said, life on life here. Like in yep. Iran, for example, I have a friend who's got a heart for Iran, and so okay. she knows a lot of people over there in the yep. underground church, right? Like the real yeah, church. That's right. Life that's on right. life. Ten people yes. in a house eating meals yep. together, yep. reading the scripture. What does this say? How do we live it out? How do we get other people involved? Yeah, like that's yep. that's. It's and, and again, like you said, it's not wrong for us to have Sunday gatherings. Yeah, but we can't forget that, like, if we're not discipling people and training them up in the way that they're supposed to go according to what the Bible tells us how to live a, a godly life, well, yeah. then we really are we're doing people a big disservice, right? We're giving them yeah. like a piece of the pie and not being like, well, there's actually a whole pie here, right? Like, you can yeah. have the whole yeah. thing, That's we're just right. feeding them That's slivers right. of it, which yeah. I don't think is. I think I do think also the the church in America tends to also attack itself a lot too. Like, yeah, that's right. It, whether it's denominational, uh, horizontally, or yeah. people are just like we're doing a terrible job, and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. But like let's let let's acknowledge the good and work on the bad, and like when we just attack, right. like we're we're attacking the bride of Christ, and that's, that's I don't right. think that's the the goal either. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. right? Like, no, yeah, we're all flawed humans. Let's figure it out. And move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You're hitting on something, man. <laughs> like the, the, the unity that Jesus prays for mm-hmm. his people, you know, I pray that they, that they may be one as we are one, which mm-hmm. staggering passage. We don't need to get into it. Like we, you know, that the father, son, spirit dynamics, like gosh dang, <laughs> but we have awesome God. Um, but it's like the unity in the American church, it's, it's really sad, um, to, to beat up on whether it's based on denominational views or, you know, different things. It's like, man, like, and I think what's cool, what, what's the opportunity that we have in our cultural moment is, uh, as we're, we're not being persecuted in the way that people are being persecuted around the world. Uh, Like, even though some people are, oh, persecution is coming. It's like, dude, we're we're not, not even close. You and I are having a loud conversation. It's about to get pub- published on the internet. Yeah. We're not I'm not worried. Um, no, we're fine. But but it's like uh, I think as the Christ- maybe the Christian worldview gets pushed more out uh, into the sideline of American culture, I think what it will the opportunity we have as a church is we're going to have to link arms with people who just believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you believe in Jesus. You believe that God is one three persons that you know what i mean it's like father son spirit is like let, let's let's gather on that yeah like what they had to, what they've had to do and where people are continuing to do around the world mm-hmm. and let, let's throw out all this other denominational with, with important conversations it's not that they're not important um, yep. but they're secondary matters and i mm-hmm. think as those secondary matters we see that how secondary they are mm-hmm. we're going to be able to come together with the primary stuff and that's just I think we have an op- there's not op- we have an opportunity as a church here in America to take advantage of that. Totally agree. Yeah. I, uh, so I go to Watermark Community Church here in Dallas. Yep. Um, but something they have a, an institute program. It's like a seminary program. But yep. uh, one of the things they teach, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it's basically they draw two circles, right? And like mm-hmm. here are the primary things that we the Bible says. There's no yes. There's no really questioning it. This is primary. And then yep. in the other circle is like these are things that we should discuss, but they're yep. not primary to our faith. Like yep. right, they're not core to the faith or primary yep. to the faith. Yep. And they're not things we should divide upon. We can disagree yeah. respectfully and it doesn't That's matter. Right. Like you said, we That's can still right. link arms and move forward That's and right. disagree on secondary items. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think that's where we've, I think also because of our, our sameness, our unity within the diversity of the church, our unity in Christ, mm. like that, that's going to be a witness to, to a watching world um, because you, you know, whether you're on social media or you watch the news or you watch TV, whatever you're watching, Mm-hmm. the the idea that you can disagree with someone and still be friends that that is a foreign concept yeah. to to a lot of people but as christians i think we should be able to even though we might just dis- like what you're talking about the in the outer circle mm-hmm. we disagree on that thing but the fact that we agree on the central the central key things that the bible talks about mm-hmm. and says very clearly if we can like we can disagree but we're still we're still brothers and sisters and it's like, man, that that's a witness. It was like, doesn't matter, you know what I mean? And so, yep. that I think that we have an opportunity there as a church as well to be able totally to do agree. that. Totally mm-hmm. agree, mm-hmm. bro. That's a, probably a good place to wrap this up. That's huge. I love that. Like, the, I'm glad we ended there with like, yeah, unity. Like, we're, yeah. We, we like you said, it's. I like the word you use. It's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like we have mm-hmm. an opportunity and to that opportunity involves like putting aside our own desires, right? The desires yes. of the flesh to be right, 
to be correct, to be the one that leads. And no, no, That's no. Right. We have an opportunity to be humble and to put aside differences and just in culture as well and be like, That's all right. right, I'm going to be secondary. I'll serve yep. you by not fighting with you, even though I think yep. you're right. Yep. Yeah, man. I think even as you say that, it's like we're, we're modeling after our God, mm. right? Like our God is three persons, one God, Father, Son, Spirit. Is like that's what Paul's talking about in Philippians 2. Like Jesus, who was the eternal son and put on flesh, he did not count equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied yeah. himself and, yeah. and, you know what I mean? And was obedient even to the point of death. Yeah. So that he could, and then he got, Jesus is the one who's highly exalted. Yeah. He's the one who, he's the lamb. Yeah. And, and, and now we have, we have the spirit who's now dwelling in all believers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so even in our, in our God, that, that's what our, that's what the scriptures are very clear about. And, and that's, that's what the church for, throughout history has been just focusing is our triune God. Mm-hmm. And now, and that leads us into being able to be united even as a diverse people, and I'm not just talking about ethnicity. I'm I'm talking yeah. about diversity in so many, so many aspects. And, and mm-hmm. but in that diversity, we're united, just yeah. the way that our our God is diverse and Father, Son, Spirit. They're three beings, one as like just th- like just let your mind just be blown <laughs> by that. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it's like that. That's our God, and that's and we as the church are the visible. The, the, we're we're making God visible in our world, and yep. so talk about it. Anyways, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you you seem like you could start. You could probably preach a few few sermons here if we. Let you. <laughs> yeah, man. I, that's why I'm like, man. Th- these are probably full podcasts. No, this we're, is great. we're just dropping dropping big topics. Hey, this but... thing. Hey, God willing, this thing will be around as long as me. So there's plenty yeah. of conversations to be had. That's right. That's right, man. We'll we'll make it happen. Come on. Bro, any no. last words or encur- maybe this is a good last question, like encouragement for any people that are <coughs> listening that are of that 18 to 25 younger age and are going through just the things that of the world that we live in. Any maybe yeah. last encouraging words? Yeah, I just I think an encouragement for 18 to 22 year olds honestly would be that there is a God who created you um, for him with purpose um, and he, he created you intimately. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head. He knows the numbers of your days. He knew you before he created all things. Um, and he created you to know, to know him um, and to make him known. Mm-hmm. And so that, that gives you so much. Um, that just gives you so much in that one little sentence that we have a God who created you to know him and, and to know, to know, to know others, make mm-hmm. him known to others. And that's huge because mm-hmm. that gives you identity. That gives you purpose. That gives you significance, and I think that's what eighteen to twenty-two year olds. That, that's what that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to know who you are, whose you are, why you're here, and what you're supposed to do. And the God of the universe says, "I made you. I made you to know me, and I made you to make me known." And as if we can walk in that, there's just so much rest and honestly freedom um, in in that and in knowing the God who made us. So that's huge. Yeah. So boom, my job. Oh, thanks for being on. Thanks for connecting. This is yeah. this is a, a cool connection. It'll be interesting to see where our friendship goes in the coming days. Yeah, I'm excited, Kyle. I, I appreciate thanks. you, man. Always, bro. You too. All right. All right. This has been another episode of Inside the Mirror. Kyle and Kyle. This is all you get for now. We're out of here. Have a great night. Adios.